Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to the Pivot episodes. In this series, I'm focusing on people who've changed and transformed their lives in some way in the past 18 months and through the pandemic. What's been most challenging? What skills have they had to draw on and learn to move forward? And in this episode, I'm speaking to Isabel Pearl, founder of Pearl Cosmetics. After losing her job with KPMG during the pandemic, Isabel founded a skincare business from her bedroom, Pearl Cosmetics, now set to make six figures this year. Isabel's a natural entrepreneur and it was wonderful to hear about what she's created and how she did it and especially how it was something that had been in the back of her mind for some time, but the pandemic propelled her to go out do it and make it happen. So we explore the challenges of navigating careers, changing your life during COVID, as well as becoming a TikTok extraordinaire. Isabel draws on all seven skills and especially around having to be very proactive and taking action and taking risks. So sometimes when we're moving towards something new, we can be afraid of taking risks. But when you listen to Isabel, she just gets out there, makes mistakes, takes risks, and she has a real passion and drive for what she's doing. And like many of our guests in this series, Isabel talks about the importance of vision and having an end goal in mind. And most of all, she discusses building resilience. There are loads of tips here that you could take on board whether or not you're thinking about starting a new business. Maybe you're contemplating changing careers, doing something different, reaching for a dream you've always wanted. This episode will give you lots of tips and ideas. Enjoy. Thank you so much for coming on today, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. It'd be great if you could just start by telling us about your your business and how you came to start it. Of course. So I run Pearl Cosmetics, which is a natural skincare company. We have one hero product at the moment, which is our British pink clay mask. And it's a clay mask with a difference. It's a powder clay and it comes with a separate bottle of illuminating oil. So you can customize the mask to suit your skin's needs. And so I hand make and formulate it all myself um, in small batches at home in Hertfordshire in my kitchen. Yeah, it was started during the first lockdown in May 2020. You say you started it during the pandemic. Tell us about that. I actually lost my job in May 2020. I was working at KPMG. Um, I was living in London in a rented flat. And when the pandemic hit, um, KPMG were making financial cuts and an unfortunate situation that I was one of those people that they were able to get rid of. And I ended up moving 
moving back home, kind of had all this time on my hands. And the idea for starting a clay mask based business wasn't new to me. It was actually an idea that I'd had back in November 2019. And I kind of just saw it as the universe telling me that the time is now. That's just incredible. Uh, for, for many people listening to, you know, the idea of starting a business during a lockdown, during the pandemic sounds majorly challenging. What sort of skills and qualities did you draw on to make that happen for you? Oh my goodness. Organization, definitely. So I'm an extremely organized person. My background at work is in project management, which was actually very useful to the task at hand um, because I was essentially managing the project of starting my own business. Gosh, even just being like practical, like practicality and kind of just having the bigger picture, look on things, knowing, you know, oh yeah, I want to start a skincare business. Okay, that's a product-based business. What things am I going to need to start that business? How am I going to post things? I'm going to need packaging materials. Yeah. What am I going to make the mask out of? I'm going to have to source supplies. So, so many different skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, even good with numbers and, you know, I formulated the mask myself. So, I had to be good with numbers to know what percentage of ingredients to put in and finances honestly you name it yeah. <laughs> you gotta have it such a massive change to go from working in a full-time job you know living independently and then to come back home and do something completely different what were some of the things that kept you motivated I think at the start what kept me motivated was just having like a passion project to work on yeah. so obviously you know you're stuck in lockdown everyone's bored like I didn't have a job and so at the start it was definitely just not not even necessarily something to do but it, it because I enjoyed it so much and it was occupying my time and mm. I knew that I was working towards an end goal. And I mean, like, had you have asked me back in the May 2020, I never would have thought it would have gone this far. Mm -hmm. But I think I always had that belief that it could without sounding like incredibly big headed. I just had this vision of me doing it and, you know, yeah. selling this product and, you know, helping people's skin and having customers show me pictures of their, my product on their shelves. And that's that's what kept me going was because I was like, I know I can do this. Yeah. Listening to you talking about launching a cosmetics business and being someone who isn't, you know, I, I wouldn't have the first clue about how to have a business like that. But the immediate thing that comes to my mind is just competition. I just think, well, you know, aren't there loads of skin companies out there? And, and to have the kind of courage of your convictions to begin it from nothing, that's just astounding to me. It's it's huge. And there is this crazy statistic, which I haven't fact-checked, um, that is something like 40,000 skincare companies launch every year. And I was one of those that launched in 2020. And do you know what's crazy to me is that like, I didn't even think about the competition when I started. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even bat an eyelid at the fact that it is a incredibly oversaturated market. Mm. I just knew that there was space for me and I, I carved myself that space. And I think one thing about my business is that it's unique in different ways to kind of any other clay mask that I've seen on the market. Mm -hmm. So initially, like one of the biggest things is 
if I say to someone, oh, like pink clay mask, what country do you associate with that? Everyone is going to say Australia. One company that kind of started the trend and Mm -hmm. they use kaolin clay, which is just a type of white cosmetic clay. Okay, that that might have been mined in Australia, but what's to say I can't use British kaolin clay? I want to be known as the British pink clay mask equivalent of these Mm -hmm. big dogs in Australia. So, you know, there were parts of my skincare company that are kind of unique to Pearl Cosmetics. And it's not only is it like a DIY mask that you mix with water, but you've also got the oil. And I've never seen anyone do that before. So these are kind of like key key things to think about when starting a business is what's going to make you stand out from your competition. And so although I didn't necessarily get phased by the fact that there's a lot of competition in the skincare Mm. industry, I knew when starting my business, I needed to have things that set me apart and these things they didn't come at the start I thought oh I'm gonna do like a British pink clay mask I had no idea how I was gonna go about it and so it was only once I kind of started researching started creating that these things kind of just added the uniqueness of the company I think sometimes people feel like they've got to wait till they have it exactly right or you know the right market or the right product or the right whatever it is yeah. and actually what you're saying is no you know have a vision and I'm just going to jump in and figure it out as I go along kind of hundred percent I think that's the best the best way to go about it I see so many people being like oh it needs to be perfect it's got to be perfect before I launch like no absolutely no like I've changed so many things throughout my business since launching you just get get yourself out there as long as it's the minimum viable product get yourself out there and then refine and iterate and perfect you know, as you go. So you said you you make everything yourself. Um, Are you still making everything yourself? Still making it all myself. Yeah. So I've, um, I've invested in machinery that helps me. Um, So I've got a powder filling machine. I've got an oil filling machine. Um, But yeah, I'm still there weighing it all out, mixing it by hand, um, labeling it, packing it all by hand um yeah it's just me at the moment and I'm I'm certainly a bottleneck to my business growth (laughs) ah so tell us about that well so I mean there's me running around like a headless chicken trying to pack orders trying to make orders trying to (laughs) do my social media um yeah I think at the moment it's it, it works just being me because I'm I'm happy with the growth that's happening at the moment. I'm not looking to expand quickly, but for sure at some point I'm going to have to make the next leap. And I say leap because it's not going to be a small step. So at the moment it's all done from my house. I can't exactly employ staff to come and work at my parents' house because mum and dad will not be too happy about that. So when I say leap, it's because it's going to be you know, renting a unit somewhere, yeah. moving all my stock into the unit, hiring staff. That's that's a big thing. And I'm just, you know, mentally preparing myself yeah. for that to happen. So is the business profitable enough to be able to grow and expand in that way? Yeah, it is. So um, based on how it's going at the moment, we'll be looking at a revenue of six figures by the end of the year. That's amazing. And, you know, have you noticed how it's grown I started on TikTok in January, which is the video sharing like app that is just yep. 
taking the youths and every generation by storm. My mum is addicted. Honestly, it is insane. You look at my wow. growth curve and it is just up from there. Like yeah. you can see the point at which I started on TikTok. Um, yeah. Social media, I don't do any paid advertising. Um, it is all entirely organic, which can be difficult in some ways because obviously, you know, am I going to make any sales today? You can't, you can't plot any trends because mm. it's all just organic um but equally I don't have any money spent on marketing or right. advertising yeah. or anything like that so yeah it's all just social media building yes. a social media presence which has all kind of just like happened in this mm. last year wow um and that's entirely what's what's built my business is my social yeah. media so is that people using your products talking about them posting yeah, I think it's I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. I think mostly I would say it's just my social media accounts. So oh. on TikTok I've got 116,000 followers, which is crazy. <laughs> on Instagram I'm I'm coming up to like 28,000 followers and so people see what I'm posting every day and you know they see it and they they're like oh I want to buy that. Um, and then equally, yeah, so I've made over 2,000 sales now, and that's 2,000 people mm -hmm. using my product, telling their friends, posting about yes. it on their social media accounts. And so, yeah, it's all just kind of like a snowball effect. From the outside, it could look a bit like a kind of overnight success, but I'm sure it's not quite like that. Tell us about some of the challenges in you know, before you got to that point of being able to say, actually, this is a profitable business. From when I launched in July 2020 to January of this year, it was so slow. I mean, initially, I started with such a small amount of product as well. So I had 150 items and I'd say I, I gifted away at least 20% of them to like influencers, you know, just to try and get my name out there. Um, and I sold out in six weeks of, let's say, 100, 120 units, which isn't much. Um, and again, most of that was friends and family. Uh, I'd say it was 80% people I knew, 20% people who had kind of been following my journey from the start. Yeah. Because um, that's one major thing that I did do was I knew that I needed to have my social media up and going before I even had a product or anything like that just yeah. to show people the journey of what was happening I was kind of making like 50 units of masks every month I would make zero sales most days days of the week and then maybe one or two here and there it was such slow progress and also as well during that time I started a new job I knew subconsciously that I could make something of it, but I wasn't going to put all my eggs in one basket. And so when I lost my job in May, I was applying for so many jobs and one of them turned into an actual legitimate job. So I started a new job, which was at the civil service in September. So I was juggling a brand new job, a brand new business, working from home at a new job, meeting new people, trying to understand what this new job was about. And also trying to run my business alongside it. It was absolute chaos. It was so hard. Oh my goodness. Um, and and obviously, like needless to say, like the business took an absolute backseat during September to December because my priority was my new job. But then come January, when I got on TikTok and things started to, you know, take off, I was making more sales than I thought I would be making. And I also had this job. It was really difficult. 
I think the difficult thing as well was making the decision to quit that job because you have to really back yourself. Um, And I think I was fortunate as well because I live at home with my parents and I had savings saved up at that point from working full time for six months. And I had a really supportive manager who was literally like, Isabel, you know what you need to do. Like your business is taking off. And if you don't do it now, like you're never going to do it. And I was like, yeah. And so I just, I handed in my notice and that, that was a big decision. Um, but honestly, haven't looked back since. I think it's really easy for people to look at my business and think, oh, it's been an overnight success. Like that's happened so quickly. And granted, like getting to the point where I am now within a year from zero to now is, is a big thing. Like, and I'm not downplaying kind of like the work that I've put in to get it to the point that it's at, but also it wasn't just like, an overnight thing. Resilience did have to come into play. I think those are the things that people sometimes just don't see. They just see the success of it. But I'm hearing so many things that, I mean, first of all, what a great manager, but also perseverance, commitment. So like, you know, to be able to leave the the job, it's like saying a big, huge yes, I'm committing to this business. And it kind of reminds me a bit of, you know, I've watched episodes of, of, of Dragon's Den and they always ask whether that person is still you know, are they still working or are they, you know, committed to this, to this, to what they're doing? And they're always looking for that big, that commitment. So it's almost like you have to commit to make something successful. Yeah, you you truly do. Um, And I think, yeah, that point that I handed in my notice, it was just like, oh, it's like a sigh of relief because at that point I was like, I now have the time to dedicate to this and I have the time to hopefully give it wings and allow it to fly (laughs) yeah yeah. so so what would you say you've learned about yourself during this whole process I mean there must be lots of things so many oh my goodness so many things but I, I think the biggest the biggest thing that I've learned is definitely like self-belief and I think that's something that I have struggled with my entire life um from like school through to university. Um, so I started, I did my A-levels and I wasn't planning on going to university. I took an impromptu gap year and I was like, I'm just going to go straight to work. I don't think I'm smart enough to go to uni. That's not a bit of me. And then I saw all my friends having fun at uni and I was like, oh, I've really messed up here. And so I, I quickly got myself, um, a place at university and I studied biology which has helped me tremendously I owe it to my degree to you know understand how to formulate creating my own skincare is pretty much second nature to me I graduated biology um with a first and I think that was you know the start of me realizing that when I put my mind to something I can actually put it off and I can actually do it and I just never had that self-belief I just never I never believed that I could do it. Sitting here with the business, I have that self-belief and I have that knowledge behind me that I can do whatever I want to do when I put my mind to it and I'm willing to work hard and put in the work. What if someone's listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, I don't have that kind of self-belief? I think putting yourself in situations where you think you can't do it and it, it, it can honestly be anything. And this is something that I like... Even boiling down to me going to the gym, I like I'm terrified of of, and I think a lot of people are probably quite nervous of going to the gym, and it's putting yourself in situations where you think you can't, 
and and trying it and and I think start small so like for me literally start small I'd start you know things like going to the gym we'll just go give it a shot try it see what happens and it's slowly doing these small things it will build your confidence and it it builds your self-belief like okay I, I did that and it, it wasn't that bad and I'm actually quite good at it and it's it's just it I, I think self-belief and confidence kind of also come like hand in hand and it's something that I struggle with all the time like point noted like going to the gym like I I'm just scared of going to the gym but I try to make myself go because the more I do it I know the easier it's going to get I love listening to you say that because it's one of the things you know when when we look at adaptability we know that you can't adapt and grow and and develop unless you are doing things that feel a bit uncomfortable. 100%, yeah, that's stepping up you your comfort zone. Yeah, that's how you grow. So you don't want to go too far out because you don't want to be kind of panicked, <laughs> but just where you are growing and stretching. And then, as you say, you, you think, okay, I did that. And, and also I love how you're talking about doing just very small things. So... It, it can be anything. If I can do that, I can maybe I can do this. Just listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, this time next year, I want to ask you what, how you see things developing over the next year, but also if you could say a bit more about the qualities that one needs to build success. Okay, so my vision for the next year is, I think in terms of like expanding the product range, I've got my eyes on one new product, um, aside from the oil that I'm launching at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe get another product into the clan, have a little trio. I really want to focus on getting stocked in shops. Wow. I think that's something that will be a really like momentous occasion for me yes. is having my product on the shelves of shops. And I mean, honestly, start small. So I'm just going to go to like my local town and they've got a few cute little gift shops, you know, pop in there and, and see um, if they want to stock me. But um, I think like even to get to that point, there's just so many like logistical things that you need to think about. Mm. Like I need to get little retail boxes for my items. They don't have any boxes at the moment. They just go out in their mailer boxes. Um, so definitely I need to spend some time getting the product to the point where, you know, it, it can go on display in a shop. Um, I think like we touched on earlier, I, I hopefully want to have moved out of my parents' spare room <laughs> um, and kitchen to be making my products um, and be in a unit and hopefully have a team behind me. Um, Oh God, and that just that that in itself terrifies me because <laughs> that's not just, you know, do a small step at a time. That is just gonna be one yes. big, big jump into the deep yes. end. I feel like those two things, if if I'm at that point in a year's time, I'll be happy. There are so many different types of qualities to have for success because I think you can put, you know, a hundred successful people in a room and everyone will be entirely different. So I think one thing to remember is that, you know, if you look at these successful people, is not to think, well, I don't, I don't do that or I don't behave like that because there are so many different ways in which to be successful because I could say, oh, you need to be an extrovert, but someone who's an introvert could be just as successful as, as that. And I, I would say you definitely need to be willing to put yourself out there, whether that be on your social media pages. You've got to be confident to, to show your face because 
particularly with small businesses. And, you know, it's one thing that small businesses can do really well that big businesses are trying to do is have that personability, have that story. People buy into people they don't necessarily buy into products a lot of people I would say purchase from me because they just want to support me which is so endearing and I mean obviously yes they do want the product but equally like I have so many notes on my orders where it's like I've seen your videos I would love to support you I can't wait to receive this and you know that wouldn't happen if I didn't put my face out there and I didn't tell my story just oh god so many things that we've touched on throughout the podcast is just um resilience for sure which is something that I I'm working on every day you know I had a god awful month of May it was the worst month I have ever had in my small business like I can't even begin to tell you the amount of problems that happened in the month of May like as soon as we moved into June I was like thank god (laughs) um and you know it, it it would have been so easy for someone to have encountered those problems and been like nope screw this, I'm giving up. This is too much like hard work. Because honestly, like at this point, I'm like, nothing can happen now that can phase me because I've literally made it through that month. And so I think you've got to be resilient and you've just got to know that things are going to go wrong and they're going to go majorly wrong because that is just the nature of running a small business. And you've just got to have the perseverance to be like, to pick yourself back up and and not not necessarily the business, the business would have just carried on. It would have been fine. It was me. It was it was the effect it was having on me. And I think be strong. And that's again something that I'm really working on as well is just being mentally strong. And like there, there were certainly days and there are still days that I find it just incredibly difficult. Imposter syndrome, what am I doing? You know, where's this going? I feel so stupid to think that I can make a big business out of this. And yeah. You've 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 just got to really like push past it and I think it takes a really like emotionally intelligent person to kind of either emotionally intelligent or just someone who's very level-headed which I'm not you know you meet some people in life who are just unfazed by everything you know they just they seem to just be very emotionally stable and I'm I'm very up and down sometimes (laughs) so that's something that I really need to you just need to be willing to dig deep within yourself to push past these situations and then finally just belief believe that you can do it Mm. and trust trust yourself so much of this is also about being able to when you talk about emotional intelligence and emotional regulation that for me that's all about well-being yeah having a strong mental foundation you kind of have to have that always there don't you you Um, really really do honestly it's owning it's owning a small business or, or owning any businesses it's it is emotionally draining because you you can't just be like oh like whatever it's not my problem like everything is your problem yes. like <laughs> it, everything yes. is your problem and equally it's it's your my baby like yes. quite literally it feels like a child to me and yes. you know you've got to ha- you've got to be so emotionally strong to not let something that's going bad in the business affect your mental state because that, yeah. and that's something that I'm really working on myself you know something will go wrong with the business and that's it I'm I'm now in a bad mood because I'm mm. upset and angry by mm. that and it's actually like no Isabel like something has gone wrong and you know what could you have done about that well nothing yes. okay so then why are you upset because you know it's gone wrong but could yeah. you have changed it 
No, and it, it, you know, I'm still really working on trying to get to this point because I am honestly sometimes no good at it. But it's, you know, just trying to understand that things going wrong with the business doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you're doing bad or or things like that. And yeah, you've got to be so emotionally strong. (laughs) Yeah, for me, links back to optimism. So, so we look at optimism from the positive psychology perspective, and that's all about how you explain things that are going on around you to yourself the optimist is someone who can recognize it's not personal there's there's lots of other things going on at the same time and but also to be able to process emotion yeah that or or process something yes that was a bad decision or or that was a bad day and be able to acknowledge that and then look for ways to move forward and I also love what you're saying about things you know resilience for example isn't a state that is static it's dynamic, you know, so if you're, yeah. you can be resilient, but if you're having a, a bit of a wobbly day, your resilience will be compromised and then you've got to kind of know how to boost yourself again. These are qualities that are that are dynamic. Just before we finish, I just want to ask you to tell our listeners three tips for somebody who's maybe a bit stuck and maybe they want to make a change in their life or in their work. What would be your top three tips So my tip number one would be to, this is something that I did as well, would be to kind of like write out a list. So depending on what you're stuck with. So for for me, when I was working at KPMG, I wasn't enjoying it. I felt stuck. I felt completely stagnant. I'd lost all creativity, all sense of purpose in my life. And I was like, I am 20 at the time I was 25 years old. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I've got my entire life ahead of me. I should not be feeling like this. And so I sat down and I wrote out a list and I was like, what do I enjoy? What things do I enjoy? So depending on, you know, what struggles you're having in your life, like if it's, you know, your career and you're not sure what you want to do, get yourself a list and write out that list and just see what you enjoy down that list. And my list was honestly like the most quintessentially girl list you could come across it was literally like I like skincare and makeup and clothes fashion seeing my friends animals horses dogs blah 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 blah. honestly there's more to me than just those things but that was my list and so I kind of decided to like look down that list and see you know pick out the things that I I thought you know or maybe I could have a career in this and that's kind of part of the thing that led me into starting Pearl Cosmetics was, you know, that skincare aspect of that list. Um, So that's one thing that I did. And then I'd say like other things as well, which is again, things that I also need to be doing myself is um, carving out some time for yourself. So, you know, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling stagnant, you're, you're at a bit of a, you're having a bit of a difficult time in your life, which I have literally just gone through and come out the other side and I realized that what I was doing was just not making any time for me I was just you know waking up coming to the spare room of my parents house where I live and working all day and then going to bed and I wasn't leaving the house and doing anything I wasn't you know having some me time reading going to the gym Mm. things like that and I was just really neglecting myself and so I think if that's happening to you and you're listening to this and you're like, oh God, yeah, no, I've, I've not done anything for me either. I think that's something else I would suggest doing is just, you know, 
what do you enjoy doing? You know, it could even just be going out on a nice walk in the evening. Make sure that you just try and do something. Final thing, maybe a bit of um, shopping, <laughs> a, bit, a bit of retail therapy. <laughs> that always makes someone, you know, a clay mask, you know, just yes. your, skin, your skincare game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those three things kind of go like hand yeah. in hand, you know. Yeah. Making yeah. a list and seeing what you enjoy and, you know, seeing if any of that can spark some interest in your life, doing, having a bit of time for you, a bit of me time, and yeah. then just treat yourself, treat yourself yes, to some clothes or a holiday. isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, for me, that's self-care when I, when I think about that. Thank you so much, Isabel, for coming onto the show. It has been absolutely great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. And if you want to check out anything about Pearl Cosmetics, you can head over to our website, pearlcosmetics.com or over to our Instagram page at Pearl Cosmetics. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice. Practice.